All right. Assalamu alaikum, fam, if y'all can hear me. Assalamu alaikum, fam, if y'all can hear me, press the number one. If you can hear me, press the number one. All right. We are here to make up part number three of Belief in Allah. By the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. If you are watching this via stream, make sure you guys go to or text Nation to 833-276-7174. Again, text the word Nation to 833-276-7174. And if you guys would like to attend your local Muhammad Master study group and be our guest, go to www.noistudygroup.com. Uh, we had a special guest yesterday, Captain Dennis. So if you missed yesterday, go check out yesterday. But we didn't get a chance to finish part three of Belief in Allah. So that's what we will be doing today. And we're going to get right to it. Police got shot in Aurora. And I heard the newscaster say, for the first time, the gangbangers are no longer just shooting each other. The gangbangers are now shooting officers of the law. Two days later, some of our brothers in the four corner hustlers, they came on TV showing the kind of weapons that they were trying to buy pointing out a police station and a rocket launcher that the brothers were gonna blow up uh, you may laugh but the white folk ain't laughing the police are saying we don't have the firepower to deal with the gang Clinton went all around the country talking to police. The crime bill is to put more police on the street, build bigger prisons, and give them greater firepower. Go check out the National Guard armories and see what's sitting up in them armories for you, for me, for us. And if they come in the black community, even though they know that we don't carry no weapons, where do you think they're going to attack? They don't fear your guns. Because what they will do, they have these armored personnel carriers right now in the armories. And they'll bring helicopter gunships. They're not playing. And see, with, with you, you get this little feeling of invincibility because of the little nine millimeter you got or your street sweeper or whatever. But when you see the stuff that they pull out on you and they ain't coming first, they gas you first. Poor you. You got all this weapon and ain't got no, no protection, not even a gas mask. Ain't even got a supply of beans. 
so that if you can't go to the store you can eat this fella when you get him upset he's coming and he ain't coming to play and many of our politicians they're out there calling for the national guard it isn't that they're bad they just don't have the power of discernment what the enemy has done he's put us in such a state that we have driven our politicians and our leaders to their wits end they want to stop the killing they don't know how so they're begging the government bring the national guard bring federal troops and that's on the drawing board right now let me close by saying 17 years ago as a student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad out of my love for him I took up his word again that word which was light life and power contained the idea the scheme the plan the method and the program of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad for the salvation of our people there was only one other brother with myself and no money what I needed to bring to the endeavor was faith and faith defied logic when I came to Chicago from New York City and I decided to help rebuild the work of Elijah Muhammad practically every leader in business religion and politics in this city I visited them and I asked them could I get your blessings I am going to try to rebuild the work of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad there's not one of them from John Johnson to Father Clements to Reverend Jackson to Lou Palmer to George Johnson to the congressman um, not Gus Savage no this is 17 years ago what's the name Metcalf thank you congressman Metcalf I sat with him and of course they humored me you know oh this, this little kid he's gonna rebuild the work of Elijah <laughs> they didn't laugh in my face but you could see first of all it was so strange that I would even come and ask for their blessings but I was showing respect to the established leaders in the city of Chicago I saluted the house I greeted them and they said yes come in and I went to work I crisscrossed this country brothers and sisters burn out the motors in my car driving by myself me and my brother Jabril 
all over this country in little hamlets and villages in Mississippi your brother went down there preaching I mean I must have preached in about 15 towns in Mississippi and everywhere I went somebody would come up to protect me and to believe you see I had a vision and I had faith in the vision and I didn't go to sleep saying Lord make it so I said Lord make it so and went to work and because I went to work on that vision and others came bringing their skill to help me with that vision Sister Tainetta Muhammad Sister Evelyn Muhammad Brother Minister Akbar Muhammad several of them came Brother Khaled Brother Kareem in New York pretty soon the nation began to form again I drove right by this mosque I looked at it I knew that one day we'd be back in here and we started in a cellar and then in my basement huh then I got a funeral parlor and we cleaned it up but if you notice I never put the name mosque on it I called it the final call administration building because the only mosque that I had in mind was where you're sitting right now and step by step we worked the vision the mosque came the school came pretty soon the Muhammad Speaks plant will be up the Salam restaurant will be up we got the farmland back got the sales and office but this is just a start now we went on to Africa now the kings and the rulers have caught the vision huh? no gun in my pocket just God in front of me because he said he would not forsake me he would not fail me I have no other alternative but to put my trust in him and I'm telling you I am a witness of Jesus I am a witness of Elijah I am a witness of Muhammad how so Farrakhan Elijah was to turn the hearts of the children to their fathers Elijah Muhammad is our father but hypocrisy turned us away from our father and the scripture says behold Elias must first come and restore all things here he is he's here in me Elijah is present he's alive wait a minute all praise is due to Allah look is your heart turned back to your father are you being restored is your soul being restored are you being led in the path of righteousness for his name's sake yea though
though you walk in the valley of the shadow of death, do you fear some evil? Has a table been prepared for you and me right in the midst of our enemies? Then who is your shepherd? The Lord is our shepherd. And he's in me guiding you. If you would follow what I ask you to do, you'll be successful. I'm a witness of Jesus. Look at my, look at me. Behold the servant of God. In whom his soul delights. He's put his spirit in me. And now he's bringing forth judgment to the Gentiles. Look at what's coming out of my mouth and look at the effect of my word. I don't give speeches. Clinton gives speeches. Bush gives speeches. Jesse Jackson gives speeches. But Louis Farrakhan delivers the word of God and that word transforms human life and brings about total change in people. Jesus. How about your eyes? Were you seeing before you heard the word? You got sight today. Were you hearing? No, your ears are open. Were you speaking? No, the tongue, the knot in your tongue got loose. Huh? You had a leprous white mind. How you doing today? You walked with a limp. You were paralyzed. Couldn't do nothing for yourself, but the word freed your hands. Who did you meet that saved you from your sins? You met Jesus. He was walking in me. I was blessed to raise you from the dead. By Allah's permission. Yeah, you want to see Jesus? Look at your brother. He's in me. Who were the enemies of Jesus? It was the Jews, the scribes, the Pharisees the Sadducees who are my enemies the Jews the scribes the Pharisees look at their writings about me what sin have I committed that I am hated by white people look up at me damn it don't look away behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world father and I am his son 
the Jews want me dead not all of them some of them the government don't like me some of my own black leaders are frightened of me just like they were with Jesus they come around my house in the dark like Nicodemus but they don't want to walk with me in the light because they don't want white people to cut off their favor but the white man can't cut off my blessings why should he cut off yours if you had faith like I got faith you wouldn't have to worry about your bread you're just a group of cowardly people faithless people this beast wants to put me behind bars they want to bring me before their courts they may very well do that I'll go like he went but I'll be the winner not that I am the winner God is the winner and as long as I'm with God and God is with me there ain't no weapon formed against me or you that will prosper so you take that gun out your hand put it away and pick up faith and put on the whole armor of God put on the helmet of salvation helmet is what protects your head put on the word the word of God is a helmet you don't need no brass helmet like Saul tried to give David huh? put on the breastplate of righteousness because when you're righteous any dark that comes your way has no effect because God is your shield and your buckler he helps you to create an atmosphere that burns up foreign obstacle objects that come in your atmosphere like it is with the earth shod your feet with the shoes of the gospel. Yes, sir. What is the gospel? Good news. Yes. You scared to tell the people good news that God has come and chosen the foolish things of the world? He come to be our God and choose us to be his people? You afraid to say that? You don't want to openly confess God? Who came in the person of Master Farad Muhammad, a real live man? That's the gospel. But I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you can't walk with me if you got the idea of harm and murder in your heart for your people. you're not with me you have no right to kill no one that Allah has not ordered to be killed we are so filled with a self-righteous hypocrisy that if we were judged like 
we tend to judge others, maybe many of us would be pushing up daisies. When you go among your people, calling yourself a God. Call yourself a God and guard yourself against indecency and evil. You go out among the people and slip in and have sex with their little girlfriends. You take the good looks that God gives you. He cleaned you up from your wicked and funky expression. Now your eyes shine in this shine in your skin and you look better than your brothers who have not come to faith like you naturally the young ladies will want you you haven't got no strength you slipping in and slipping out committing fornication and adultery and call yourself a Muslim the people are looking at you and they're saying these are some phony niggas and what are you doing you're bringing on yourself the wrath of the people because you are not righteous you perpetrating a fraud you among the savagery of our people they have guns so you feel that God is insufficient for you, you got to have a gun. The moment you pick up a gun, you invite that response to you. Elijah Muhammad never taught no such thing. Take the gun out of your hand. Put it out of your homes. Get it away from your children. And go armed with the righteousness of God. Do you know who these people are in these projects on the west side? They're the people of God, brother. Crazy as they may seem, that's God's people. And if you go to them in the right spirit, not with no self-righteous hypocrisy and arrogance like you think you are better than they are, when yesterday you were doing the same damn thing that they doing today? Don't you remember what God brought you from? They called us punks. That's what they called us. So what? If it moves you, maybe you are a punk. You could call me a punk all day long. It ain't gonna bother me because I know who I am. And I know soon they gonna find out. White man ain't afraid of punks. He's afraid of truth and men of God who got the courage to tell it. They're not afraid of you and your gun. They're afraid of me and, and the word of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. They shut me out of London. Wouldn't even let the signal come down. Why? Who is Farrakhan? Is it the way I part my hair? Hell no. It's the word, man. 
the word that carries the vision and the idea of God that is closing down their world. You don't need no gun. You just need to arm yourself with faith in your God. Take up and put on the breastplate of righteousness and the sword of the Spirit. What is the Spirit of God? It is the energy of His life and it is His love for His people. He came 9,000 miles to get us. He loves us. Do you love the people that God came to redeem? If you love them, why can't you suffer an insult? Why must you retaliate for an insult? I've been insulted for 40 years. And those that curse me, I bless them. You didn't hear me. See, y'all talk about Jesus, but you scared to live Jesus' life. I know that his life is the only life that will redeem our people. You got to be able to take a lot to save our people. And if you so thin-skinned, what you doing with that long dress on? That Aunt Jemima thing on your head. <laughs> you can't take that? Naturally, you don't like it. But can't you take it? Suppose they mocked your garment. And you smiled at them and said, may God bless you to understand better. And kept on walking. They might say, hmm, that's a strange nigga. <laughs> I cussed her and laughed at what she had on. And she smiled and told me how nice I looked. And she hoped that one day I would understand. You go knock on the door to sell the paper. Get that paper out of so May God bless you. I hope you feel better. <laughs> he behind the door saying, that's a strange response. He may open the door. Hey, you nigga with the paper. Man, look, I, I, I didn't mean that. I'll I, I take that paper. I just wasn't feeling so good. Thank you, brother. I, I know. I sure hope you feel better. How much is that paper? Just a dollar. Here, here, take two. You feel bad. But if you said, what do you mean? Come out from behind that door. I'll show you what a nigga's like. You ain't no redeemer. You're a killer. You're hurting my work. 
you're not helping me. You're hurting me. Those are my people. Those are my brothers and sisters. I love all of them, no matter what their condition is, because God loves them all. I don't want to see you hurt. I don't want to see you wounded. But you said, you said it, my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death is all for Allah. Isn't that what you said? But did you mean it? So you can't take a little abuse from your people in their ignorance to redeem them? then the work and the spirit of the God and his Christ is not in you. You have never heard me plot, plan, or say nothing of evil against my enemies who are black. I take on them white ones. But them black ones and sometimes they worse than the white ones. And you know I'm telling the truth. But I just look like I didn't hear and pray for my own people. Martin Luther King was right. He just practiced nonviolence with the wrong people. Somebody needs to preach nonviolence to black people for black people. We don't need to be violent and destructive of one another. You need to be forgiving and kind and loving toward one another. I hope that today's lecture has helped in some way to make you see that Elijah, Jesus, and Muhammad are one. And the public needs to see Elijah, Jesus, and Muhammad in you. When you sit under this teaching and go out to your people, they should begin to see the birth of these three great men in one in you and if you understand these three Muhammad Jesus and Elijah and just begin to practice the teachings you'll find yourself successful in what you attempt to do now don't forget what I said about vision and belief and then righteously working to fulfill your vision how many of you saw something that you think you would like to possess? Would you raise your hands? You did? How many of you, be, after seeing it, believe that you can achieve it? Let me see your hands. All right. I'm going to give you a little time. Inshallah. I want to see, honest to goodness, how many of you achieve what you saw 
today marshalling the strength of your mind and your own talent and focus on that object and get it without stealing without lying uh-oh i blew it then didn't that brother had five bags of reefer you was going so many bags of crack. I said, oh man, fuck, you just messed up my stuff. <laughs> no, brothers, sisters, you don't need to do anything illegal to prove God in your life. God said, be, and it is. And he never stole nothing, and he didn't borrow nothing. He just produced it and you are from him so if the more you steal you kill your own creative mind don't even think about doing nothing wrong think about using the creative power of your mind your faith in God and your faith in the ability to bring about what you envision try it try it and when you succeed I wish you just let me know if you don't come to the mosque, drop me a card and just say, I got it. And then move on to the next thing. And when you grow up in this, you begin to see how easy it is to do it. Then you start envisioning what God wants. The establishment of his kingdom on earth. And if we go to work everywhere you look, we take over the schools. We can take them over. They're ours. Our money support them. Our little babies are in them. Let's take it over. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Let's show them what to do. Let's put God's vision in the school. Let the cracker tell you. Uh, God has to, uh, uh, we can't have God in here. When we take it over, God has taken it over. He come in the school in us. Isn't that right? Anytime you're sending your child to a school that don't want God in it, we shouldn't want our children in it. If God ain't in it, we should come out of it. And when we go in it, let's bring God with us and establish God in the education. Let's take it over. We can take over our community. We ain't got to go nowhere. We just got to come out of their vision come into the vision of God. Thank you for listening and may Allah bless you as I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Oh, praise is due to Allah. That is part three of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan belief in Allah. Anybody have anything that you would like to share that stood out for you? On this part three message. Anybody on Zoom want to raise your hand? If you got something that you would like to share. All right, we're going to start off with Brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum, family. 
um, what stood out to me was just the um, being able to get over being offended by what people say, especially as you're growing as a as a Muslim, as a person in general and improving yourself. And it made me think about just in, in study group last night, how um, on page 33 of study guide number 20, where it says Allah has to make you selfless. And only when you're selfless, you're not offended by the wickedness of those who have come to you that you have come to save. So when we receive these rejections, when we receive these uh, so-called assaults uh, verbally uh, amongst our improvement, this is a way for us to show that we just need to continue to be that example. Um, and in that paragraph before, it just speaks that love is long suffering and love endures all. So us conquering that rejection, con uh, conquering that negative comment with love is what ultimately helps us redeem them so they can see that we don't take offense to what you're saying because at the level of development that you are, you're just responding emotionally. So we just have to make sure we rise above our emotions and continue to keep our promise and our, our pledge that we're here to save and here to redeem and let that be the purpose of what we're here for. Assalamu alaikum. salam. Yes, sir. Brother King Cam. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, what stood out to me was how the minister put on our minds the importance of vision, the importance of taking what's in your mind and bringing it into reality. And I, in another lecture, the minister talked about how the falsehood of this world. And what they teach us in uh, the public school system, the falsehood damages our creative ability to bring or the creative power to bring out of our minds that into existence. So to reverse that, what has to be done is you have to start to remove the falsehood or wash your brain away of the falsehood and start to put uh, righteousness in your in your mind so that's feeding on the words of the honorable minister louis farrakhan feeding on the teachings feeding on the scriptures of god in the quran and in the holy and in in, in the bible where we find god's word we should be feeding on that word and when we feed on that word now our ability to envision becomes stronger the power to be able to bring what is in our minds into existence becomes a lot more potent and when we believe and when we have that vision now we have to uh, we have to take the faith of a mustard seed just the, the size of a mustard seed and apply it to that which we are trying to accomplish and the ministers letting us know that anything that we put our mind to can be accomplished it can be achieved it can be done but we have to change our mindset and we have to put that vision back in the forefront of our mind and move out. He talked about, you know, uh, removing the mind of uh, of Satan from our from our from our heads. Well, we remove the mind of Satan and have the mind of God. It removes the fear, and when it removes the fear, now we're not paralyzed in our ability to move out on that which we know we should be doing the work of God, building the kingdom of God, and bringing His vision into existence. Now, with his mind, we can bring that into existence. But we have to cleanse ourselves of the mind of our enemy that has been put into us for us to be able to move out and be successful. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. Next, we got Brother Samuel. Brother Samuel. 
You there? Salam alaikum, family. Alaikum salam. Yes, sir. Yeah, but the main part that really stuck out to me was when the minister began to talk about uh, how he had to rebuild the nation and uh, how he went to maybe 15 small cities in Mississippi. And uh, when he stood up, he was by himself for the most part. And then as he began to work, he began to call his support around him uh, to help him. He mentioned Mother Tynetta, Mother Evelyn, Brother Akbar. And, uh, you know, it just reminds me of what it is, what it takes to build, how he went to the leaders in the city. Not that he really needed their permission, but out of respect, he went and saluted the house and uh, made and, and, and stood up and caused the people to want to, uh, you know, first of all, show the respect to the leadership. But then he called the people around him by his actions. And what it reminded me is when Dr. Ava talked about critical mass, that you can go so far with a thing, and then as you go so far, it can reach a critical mass to where uh, it has infected your environment enough to where it begins to take a life of its own. And that's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like a, a stone hewed out of the side of a mountain. And when you chop it, it said it would you would not hear the uh, sound of any workman. Uh, the axe uh, or the sound of any worker or workman. So I'm, I know I'm messing up the uh, exact quote, but nevertheless, that's how it works, man. And he said it will roll down the mountain and it would smack the idol, had a head of gold, uh, chest of silver, you know, it's a breastplate of silver, uh, feet of miry clay. And uh, ultimately, it would destroy that idol and establish the kingdom of God. And so, and like, I'm on a recruitment trail for this school, and it's not easy, you know, uh, I don't have a lot of support. But the support is really within me. And the more I focus and the more I drive and the more I push, people are gathering. Help is gathering. It's an idea whose time has come. And I want to say one last thing. The minister said, we don't want no school that God is not in it. He said, but if you in it, then God is in it. And then so as we stand on what we believe and as we stand on what we love and as we stand on the knowledge itself, that particular energy and that particular insight or that what they call pedagogy in education begins to produce a change in the atmosphere and to me that's how i'm seeing my part as far as helping to build the kingdom of god and i pray the success of everybody else in your way your way of bringing the mind of master farad muhammad to the society to the people so they can begin to think as a god is supposed to think that's it salam alaikum family good to see you guys again salam. uh we got a torchlight Assalamu alaikum family. Um, Brother Maurice Muhammad here. This, one of the things what stuck out to me was um, the minister mentioned not to wait on others to do for us what we can and should do for ourselves. And he mentioned the school system and regarding taking it back. And taking it back, you know, with um, by showing them how it should be done. Um, we have examples in the University of Islam, um, and examples that the University of Islam, any that I've seen, have always been very successful um, from the, for the small amount of universities that we do have. So we have a working example, the, the principles and the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Um, the second thing that stood out from that he mentioned was doing wrong robs us of, of robs us of our strength, and he mentioned that. Um, not even to think about doing anything wrong and to tap into the God power. Um, those were the two things that stuck out to me. Thanks for allowing me to share that. As-salamu alaykum. Wow. 
Alex Salam. And I see Brother Michael. Uh, Salam alaikum, family. Salam alaikum, Brother Ben X. What I wanted to say was what stood out for me was when the minister said how he was a witness of Jesus. And I thought about how he fed the multitudes and during Ramadan, 2,000 people. And then I just look at the life of the minister, and it's always been a reflection of what Jesus, you know, as they describe. I, I believe Minister Farrakhan is Jesus today, but I'm just saying how they describe him in the Bible. And that's all I really wanted to say. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. Sister Donna. Assalamu alaikum, everybody, this morning. Um, two quick things that stood out to me. When the minister talked about not being so quick to be offended, because once we become, whether we're followers as registered members or we say that we support the minister, people identify us as that. So when we, so they expect the treatment from us that the minister gives. And so when we don't respond in kind, if we are quick to offend, if we're quick to fight back, if we're quick to argue, that's a reflection because sometimes you might be the only minister or Muslim that a person may know. And that becomes a reflection for them and there's disappointment. And so taking plenty not getting on social media, spouting off because we've been offended is to me is really important. Uh, because for me, having been blessed to be registered 32 years now, my identity is not separate. It's not Donna and then Sister Donna. Once I walk out the house, anything that I do, and I always have to keep it in my mind. So if I do something um, offensive or if I allow somebody to get up under my skin and respond, in a certain way, that's Sister Donna, a Muslim follower of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, responding like that. And I have to remember the impression I may leave. Secondly, when he talked about visioning something and getting it, and I happened to listen to this lecture about three times in the course of the last couple of weeks and two weeks before I traveled to our Nation of Islam's training conference, I listened to it and I said, hmm. I want to make a couple of hundred dollars in sales real quick before I go. I didn't have anything going on, but I put it in my mind. And before I know it, it was just happening very quickly. I did put it in the chat because we we're in the midst of serious storms in Memphis. I'm in Memphis. Power kept going out. We had an event going on at the mosque. There was a lot going on, but the sales just flowed in once I kept it in my mind. So now my goal is to stay consistent on a vision as the minister said so i thank you for the power call this morning praise be to allah next up we got brother young khan the don oh man assalamu alaikum good morning it's, a, it's, a, it's another day brother ben i told you it's one of my top 10 of all time right here but i like when he talked about the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit. If we look at our teaching, the guy, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, he swings the sword of the spirit. And that sword of the spirit is the word that he has all in his being, man. When you start learning and studying these teachings, you can swing that sword against the enemy. You can cut the head off a snake. 
you can get all opposition to bow down because if God is with you, who can be against you? Oh, it don't matter, man. I know it's a Saturday morning. Y'all want to lay down. Some of y'all just want to, you want to have your bonnets on. You want to have your pajamas on. You don't want to get up and you don't want to kick up no dust. You don't want no smoke. You don't want no fire. But I challenge the whole internet because I know I serve a mighty God. I know that God came in the person and as long as he's backing me up and the crisis backing me up and their reminders backing me up, there's nothing that I can't accomplish. And I go out there not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, said the Lord. See, some of y'all might have a word, but where's the spirit at? Where is the energy at? You can go out and you can knock an elephant out if you got the spirit. Oh, you can go out and conquer if you got the fire and the spirit. We are black people, y'all. Black people need the spirit to move us. We done heard all the truth. Oh, we done heard all the words. We done heard all of the eloquence. But the spirit, though, brother, being when you got the sword of the spirit, man, you can't sit still. You ready to go out and make it happen. Oh, you got to have the spirit to get the dead up at the cemetery. So I make sure my sword is sharp every day. Oh, I got I got my clothes in the gap with me. I got my message to the black man. I got my how to eat to live. I got my I say that has arrived. And with that power, I can go out there and raise the dead up, man. That's what it's all about. Otherwise, we just got dead little scripture. We just dead bodies sitting in the mosque. We dead bodies sitting in the church. But if you want to prove that God is real, prove it by letting him come through you and get these bodies up out of the cemetery, out of the projects, out of the streets. Get the dope out of their hand. Do you have that sword in your hand? That's what I got up out of it. Back to you, Brother B. Praise be to Allah. Yes, sir. Next, we got Sister Yolanda. How can you not be fired up at the Coach Khan? Sister Yolanda. Assalamu alaikum. Well, alaikum. So, I want to beg you back off of what everybody has said because it the, the thing that stood out for me is when he went mentioned redemption, redeem, I can't remember which one it was, but how the spirit is so in line from the study group as Brother Wesley read all, there is a price to pay to be the redeemer. So are we, is Sister Yolanda following the redeemer? Am I, uh, how did it go? Uh, am I breaking the process by allowing my emotions to take control of me in that uh, redemption. So therefore, in that being the redeemer and playing a part in the redemption and seeing the vision and manifesting, bringing our own, our world into existence, we we definitely have to take, we're going to take, well, I'm going to take plenty. And it starts with taking plenty from myself and then taking plenty with the believers around me. Because all of us that have on head pieces and bow ties, do we really believe or are we doing a practical thing? Are we just going through the motion? Because we got to really believe it and have the love in our heart. And having that love in our heart plays a part in taking plenty, going through the process of the redemption, and also to transform into the redeemer. You're going to have to take a lot. But we got to start small 
is in that vision starting small. As Sister Donna said, I put it in my mind, okay, let me make a few hundred bucks before we go before I go to the national training. Everything starts in the mind. We getting these teachings, but that's the transforming of our mind, bringing it all into play to go out there in these streets and soldier as Brother Young Khan the Don said. We got to feel it inside so that energy transfers to the outside for us to bring that vision into play, for us to be able to take plenty, for us to be in the process of redemption. The road ain't easy. The race isn't given to the, the swift. It's given to the one that endures to the end. So I'm going to keep my eye on the Redeemer that I see in front of me, go through all of the tools that we have in the nation of Islam, because it's not going to happen overnight. So that patience is going to have to have her perfect way in me for me to be a successful part of bringing, carrying out the mission of the nation with the nation of Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Well, alaikum salam. Brother Daniel. Assalamu alaikum. Wow, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, well, so many thoughts came to my mind just in the last few comments. Um, that process, I keep hearing, I keep hearing uh, the concept of taking plenty and going through the process and developing the patience. And I think upon patience as for the actual word patience, suffering without complaint, not just suffering, because sometimes we can suffer and still and be complaining. And then it, def it defeats the whole point of patience. But when I think about patience and how it relates to faith. And it brings me about um, just having the right attitude and using our creative imagination and, um, to be able to focus our imagination. Because one wise man told me faith was imagination that was focused. And fear is imagination running wild. So when I look at imagine, uh, create a uh, focused imagination, personally, it's just a matter of going through my own story, my own life, and finding, like Brother Khan Don said yesterday, uh, for that, con that spiritual constipation, taking all that vulgar, that with the, all the things that irritated me that appeared to be shit that was vulgar out of context because it was something I wasn't, releasing something i wasn't confronting something i didn't want to deal with and actually taking that and actually using that to turn that into fertilizer because all all my i got a technical term for shit it's just an acronym but all my actual shit was actually just something i wasn't confronting that was vulgar because of the context because i wasn't using my faith to use that and to make that into fertilizer that would benefit other people. And even with, we, we the FOI. And ideally, as an FOI, I want to be the best fruit. I want to be something like an apple or a grape or, you know, um, you know, some fruit that people are, look forward to pulling out. But in many times, the thing that irritated me, for the, like the sister said, taking plenty. And many of times in my life, the things that made me feel like a lemon. A lemon is not that type of fruit that everybody is looking happy to pulling off a tree and biting into because it's the bitter taste. And um, and I look back through my irritants, the thing that irritated me the most was the moments in my life that made me feel like a lemon, 
like a lemon car. But in every le sour lemon that I had in my life actually becomes the raw product to make sweet lemonade. And all of us got honey in our nature, natural honey, the divinity within our nature. And when I mix that natural honey in my nature with that lemon that made me feel inferior, those things that made me feel inadequate throughout my life. We have lemonade that other people going to envy us because of our lemonade. But in today, it may be just a lemon. And even lemons, the things that in our life, the lemons actually is a purifier. So let's say trials purify. Well, those lemons actually be, is a detoxifier and actually forms of water and can make an alkaline drink. So just our creativity, our imagination, using faith, taking what we have is the ability to really to, um, to make some things. So we don't have to, we can keep it real and be authentic with our uh, today's lemons, the thing that make us sour, that make us want to hide that part of us, uh, uh, not be authentic with our uh, true self. But that was the thought that came to my mind when we thought about the irritants. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, as we close out this part three, finally, make sure you guys go to www noistudygroup.com www.noistudygroup.com if you would like to be my special guest this Sunday now if you guys would like to go visit your local Muhammad Mosque tomorrow we're going to reach out to you get the address make sure that you take a screenshot of your sign in sheet the sister will give you the number and, and, and name and all that stuff to put on the guest sheet but make sure you please send a screenshot of it or a picture of it so that we can have it verified. Uh, we will be on tomorrow. For those who are on today, we typically do not do these on Saturdays. It's Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Central Time. Um, we just have to make up a day due to having a special guest yesterday. Also, on Monday, uh, you already have the Zoom link and you already have the time. You do not have to wait for me to send the text messages out just in case I run out of text messages. So if I got text messages, of course, I'll send it out. But on Monday, just come on at 8 a.m. Central Time, the same Zoom link, same passcode that you already have. All right, y'all. See y'all Monday. God willing, have a great weekend. Assalamu alaikum.